This week's episode of An Extra Glance is sponsored by Naomi Kritzer, whose short story collection, Catch Pictures, Please, comes out July 11th from Fairwood Press. Publishers Weekly calls it a flawless collection and a splendid treat not to be missed. More info at NaomiKritzer.com. Hi, my name is Ed Burke, and welcome to An Extra Glance, the podcast in which I look behind the scenes of well-known stories from the news and from history. This week, taking a look at the American independence that happened before American independence. 241 years ago, on July 2nd, the Second Continental Congress voted to declare independence from Great Britain. And that's why every year we celebrate Independence Day on uh, July 4th. But though in later years, John Adams reportedly refused to attend 4th of July celebrations because he thought the date was wrong, There is logic to the date. On July 4th, the newly independent 12 colonies officially adopted the Declaration of Independence. Why only 12 colonies? Because New York abstained from the original independence vote, not joining the other colonies until July 19th. And in fact, two of the colonies that voted in favor of independence on July 2nd, Pennsylvania and South Carolina, voted against the Declaration itself though ultimately, representatives from all 13 colonies would sign the document. John Hancock didn't affix his uh, John Hancock to the document until the official signing ceremony on August 2nd, although by this time, news of the vote had spread throughout the colonies with readings of the document in several major cities. But I'm not here today primarily to talk about the joint decision of the 13 colonies to declare independence in 1776. Rather, I'm going to discuss a part of the colonies that began the drive for independence before 1776. When people think of the centers of the independence movement, we tend to think of Philadelphia and Boston. But as important as they were, they were not the first places to break ties with the British crown. Rather, this overturning of British authority happened in county seats throughout rural Massachusetts. In the spring of 1774, following several years of unrest, the British Parliament revoked the charter for the Massachusetts Bay Colony, and Thomas Gage was installed as the military governor. This charter had granted the colonists fairly broad freedoms and local self-governance, and needless to say, many people were unhappy with the change. On August 16th, 1,500 men packed the Berkshire County Courthouse in western Massachusetts and barred the judges from entering, and demanded that they leave town. Faced with 1,500 men armed with farm implements and muskets, the judges agreed to leave. On August 30th, colonists shut down the Hampshire County Courthouse in Springfield. Expecting that Worcester County would be next, Governor Gage planned to send troops to prevent a similar occurrence, but later changed his mind, apparently fearing that he did not have a large enough force at his disposal. On September 6th, Some 4,500 militiamen from throughout Worcester County converged on the courthouse, some barricading themselves inside before the judges arrived, and others lining the streets. Without military support, the judges were at the mercy of the militia. The militia forced the court officials to sign documents renouncing their authority to conduct business in Worcester County, and to march through the streets with hats in hand, publicly recanting their oaths of office. Unlike incidents that had happened over the previous few years, this was not a simple protest, but a county-level rebellion. Similar events happened throughout Massachusetts, everywhere except Suffolk County, whose county seat of Boston was the center of British authority. 
Governor Gage had little choice but to allow most of the state outside of Boston to essentially secede. Without British governance, the citizens needed to come up with some form of civil authority. This happened under the auspices of the Massachusetts Provincial Congress, which met in October 1774. Worcester sent their representative to the Congress, Timothy Bigelow, charged with instructions to consider the colony absolved of its obligations under royal charter and to build a new government based upon the will of the people. They did not specifically use the word independence, but John and Samuel Adams both interpreted this as a declaration of independence, and in fact decried what they considered to be too hasty action. The Massachusetts Provincial Congress became the de facto government of the colony outside of Boston, when Governor Gage finally received reinforcements the following spring and sent them to seize munitions in Lexington and Concord, he was not so much trying to maintain control of a volatile situation, but rather trying to seize back territory already in open rebellion. Though it would not be until July 1776 that the colonies would make a joint declaration of independence, the replacement of British colonial rule with independent American authority arguably began in rural Massachusetts in the fall of 1774. Independence votes in 1776 from the history of the 4th of July at military.com. Berkshire and Hampshire County Rebellions from Henry Knox and the Revolutionary War Trail in Western Massachusetts by Bernard Drew. Worcester County Rebellion from two articles by Ray Raphael in the Journal of the American Revolution. Supporting material for the Massachusetts Rebellions from Melvin Bernstein at the American Revolution Roundtable, January 2013. See you next week on An Extra Glance.